distinctly decisive dexterous diction decidedly does daunt. Struggling to decipher this alliterative sentence? Well, our guest today can certainly help you there. Welcome to the Sony Pictures Network's Go Beyond podcast, a show where we go beyond the surface and uncover the extraordinary. I'm your host, Akshay Kapoor, and our guest today is a man who can navigate the labyrinth of the English language with his eyes closed. Writer, actor, YouTuber, and poet are all nouns that accurately describe him. Well, I guess that that makes these words adjectives. <laughs> Anyhow, he's your friendly neighborhood grammar guru in disguise as the everyday advertising professional. It's a novel delight to welcome Sumanto Chattopadhyay, aka the English Nut. Sumanto, pleasure to have you on the show. Akshay, thank you very much, and I have to say that you know from your introduction, I can see that you are quite an English Nut yourself. <laughs> I, I endeavor to be one. <laughs> Some of the words you use kind of made me nervous as well. But thank you, thank you so much. Of course, it's a subject that I love to talk about. So before we get started with the episode, I believe Sumanto, you have a riddle to share with us, and you're going to reveal the answer at the end of the episode. So, floor is yours. Take it away. All right, Akshay. Which English word has the following characteristics? The first two letters signify a male. The first three letters. signify a female the first four letters signify a great man while the entire word signifies a great woman what's the word <laughs> you know i think this might have been a bad idea cuz now i think this riddle is going to be playing on the on my mind <laughs> till the end of our chat <laughs> you know samantha not many people know that aside from running the english nut you actually work in advertising you act you write blogs you compose poems i think versatile is perhaps the most appropriate adjective to describe you what fuels your creative inspiration both as sumanto and as the english nut well you know for me akshay it's not about applying creativity to only one thing but about living every aspect of my life creatively creativity isn't something that gets used up you know the more you apply it to different things the more it grows developing new dimensions and the different facets you explore feed off each other with the result that the sum of the parts becomes greater than the whole i, I mean um, i read something quite recently which is that there were these male train drivers in sweden who responded to a ban on shorts by wearing skirts to work so that's a that's a creative way to protest right and it's not even the preserve only of humans it you can see it in animals as well i came across this uh, piece of news that there's a particular kind of whale that sort of lives in the gulf of thailand and because the sea there is so polluted it's become hypoxic now that's the first english nut word for you today Hy- hypoxic basically means low in oxygen so because of the pollution the the oxygen levels are very low in the deeper part of the water where the whale normally uh you know gets its food so what that whale has started doing is that it comes to the surface it opens its mouth wide and that's where all the fish are so the and it creates a sort of a suction effect by keeping part of its mouth below the water and part above and all the fish like just get sucked in like a vacuum cleaner into its humongous uh, mouth and of course there's a dark side to it because it means that you know pollution is really destroying the environment but it also shows that you know not just humans but the entire animal kingdom employs creativity to find a, a better way to live 
I've actually seen a picture of this whale feeding like you described and what stands out to me from what you've said is that it's almost like creativity is linked to evolution in a way. Yeah, I mean but normally you see evolution taking place over a very long period of time but this is like really fast adaptation, you know. It's millennial evolution. That that's what it is. <laughs> right. Exactly. That was on fleek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, one of the things we wanted to ask you about is the Indianisms in the English language. Oh, for since when you people are sitting on my head for this interview? Since yesterday night or today morning, I think. Then you preponed it also, and I got delayed because I went to pick someone from out of station, and I got stuck up in traffic on the way back. Now I need time to have my tiffin. Okay, do one thing kindly adjust. I'm not doing time pass. Don't laugh. I've done the needful. Okay. Where are the questions? Share them once, na. Let me give my intro. I've mucked it up because many people from my colony are listening. Okay, myself English nut. Actually, my good name is Shumanto, which starts with the alphabet S. If you have any doubt, just ask me. Okay, I gave many exams in English and got hundred percent result before I passed out of college. Where I'm from? Kolkata is my native place. I'm from there only. But now I belong to Mumbai, <laughs> but I am foreign returned, yar. Like that only. God promise. <laughs> so sorry. I mean, that was just a little funny introduction I decided to give to uh, this topic, but it's with a purpose. Apart from it sounding quite uh, funny and being entertaining, each of the sentences that I used had an Indianism, or it had a word or phrase sort of literally translated from one of the Indian languages. So in the first sentence I talked about you guys sitting on my head now that is directly translated from uh, a hindi phrase you know yeah sir sir ke upar baithna ah i said since yesterday night or today morning again instead of saying last night or this morning then you know the the, the classic indian invention which is then you preponed it also so preponed is a word that is only understood in india to see that it's there in the dictionary as a word used in india but again if you go to the us for example you're on a zoom call to the us and you tell them you know can we prepone the meeting they they won't know what you mean right uh, then uh, you know i said that you know i got delayed because i went to pick someone instead of saying pick up people which is like saying i selected someone and from out of station so out of station is a very you know indian english phrase again if you tell an english speaker from new zealand that you know so and so is out of station they won't know what you're talking about and then stuck up in traffic so where we lost the up which should have been there with pick it you know it was added onto the stuck so you can stuck up of course means being snooty <laughs> and then the next sentence i asked you for some time so that i could have my tiffin you know a lot of these words actually came into india during the colonial period they they were probably really old fashioned words but we keep on using them And then, of course, I said, "Do one thing," which is like a literal translation of "a kamkaro." <laughs> yeah, some of my colleagues say that a lot. And then, time pass. I'm not doing time pass. How was that movie? It was, you know, a good time pass movie. Yeah. So, again, this is only used in India. And then, doing the needful. We often write formal letters where we are requesting somebody to do something, and we end with "kindly do the needful," which I think again is like a very old, you know, probably Victorian English. We still use it, but no other country does. Uh, then, uh, the, my next sentence was, "Where are the questions? Share them once, na." एक बार शेयर करो सो 
that Ekbar which is used in Hindi has you know been translated literally which again is not part of English as such then my next sentence was let me give my intro I mugged it up again mugging up people in India mug up for the, we've all mugged up for our exams but again you know this is a word that is not known to many other people outside the country and the other one is because many people from my colony are listening so of course we all live in Britain's former colony which is India but you know gated communities in India are also called uh, colonies so that's uh, again a unique uh, usage then you know I introduced myself saying myself English nut so you know the thing is uh, instead of saying I am you know, people say myself and then uh, my good name is Shumanto so that's you know again from directly translated from Shubhnam hmm. and then I said but my name Shumanto starts with the alphabet S now this is one of my pet peeves because when you say the alphabet that is the entire set of letters in a language so all the letters uh, of the alphabet like from A to Z that is the alphabet but when you're talking about one particular letter in that that's a letter so you can't say the alphabet s you have to say the letter s or the letter x or the letter y or whatever yeah and then i i also said if you have any doubt just ask me now when you say doubt uh, like if you went to a foreign professor uh, and said you know i i have a doubt you know that person would think you're doubting that person as in you disbelieve that person or you <laughs> you know uh, or you you don't trust what that person is saying but in india we, instead of saying i have a confusion or i'm unsure or i have a question about something we say i have a doubt okay and then another big one is i say i gave many exams now you take exams the invigilator or your teacher is giving the exam yeah yeah and then passing out of school and college and all that you know you should say graduate passing out is like fainting <laughs> and then of course i said where i'm from because you know that's another variation is like how many you have where i where am i from and then i said kolkata is my native place which is a native place is again very unique old fashioned colonial era english i but now i belong to mumbai so this again concept of belonging to a place is uniquely indian and then finally i said but i'm foreign returned here so foreign returned again uh, is a, a very a- indian english phrase and uh, and like that only and then god promise <laughs> so i think i get as a translation from indian language so i just put together all of these indianism yeah i mean that i mean uh, honestly like for a second you had me there <laughs> and uh, interestingly it reminds me uh, you know of, of a funny anecdote my brother and his friends do this and perhaps it's a little on the darker side of humor but well now they don't travel but because of the pandemic but whenever they used to travel and they would stay at a hotel um you know when they'd return we'd ask them about the experience in the hotel so if the experience was a, was good they stayed at a hotel and the, if if the experience was bad they stayed at a hotel <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I'll, I'll add to that because in India, a restaurant is a hotel. Like you go and eat at a, you know, like if you see some of the smaller restaurants, they even say, you know, you know, whatever X Y Z hotel, and it's just a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. Yeah, but I like that hotel and hotel. <laughs> I thought you might. Uh, tell me something. What inspired you to start the English Nut two years ago? Yeah so uh, I have this habit of correcting people on the fly so you know without even realizing it if you've said something incorrectly I'll just correct it <laughs> so you you're that guy yeah I'm that annoying guy yeah yeah <laughs> 
so so that was one of the things but you know more than that you know i i just love the english language Two years ago, it was my New Year's resolution that I'm going to start uh, this thing called the English Nut, and I'm going to sustain it for one year. Come what may, you know. Right. I, which meant that I will do at least one video every week for you know uh, one year and see how it goes. And I stuck to that. But the only reason I could stick to it is because of the number of my friends and colleagues who. you know who helped me so that that's really how it got started and they say that even when something when something is difficult if you're passionate about it you can you sort of persevere you mentioned you had support from your friends and colleagues is it true that one of these colleagues was your first case study for the english nut yeah so this guy uh, vr rajesh uh, who who's actually a, a brilliant guy makes some of the typical uh, mistakes of indian english so for example he says uh, i don't think so you're right so you know uh, when i started my facebook page that was my cover photo with the sentence i don't think so you're right with the so crossed out <laughs> i know one of the things i just want to say over here is that you know while my mission in life is to improve everybody's english i'm not laughing at anybody first of all if there's somebody who's a first generation english learner i really admire that person and you know he or she probably knows hindi or tamil or some other language way better than i know it for sure No but what's interesting about what you're saying is the fact that you know you also had an experience when you were very young right where you were thrown into a circumstance where you were forced to become well versed with the English language Yeah so uh, so when I was uh, around 5 or 6 years old and I I was in Calcutta as it was known then and I was learning uh, CAT cat and BAT bat you know I was learning really basic English and my dad got a job in manchester england so we suddenly moved to england and uh, you know i was put in a school there and i i remember sitting there not uh, joining in the conversation because i couldn't understand what they were saying and i i couldn't respond and then like a like of just a few weeks later i suddenly just opened my mouth and started speaking and never stopped so i think I, and I and I still talk too much, but at, I think at that at that age when you're five or six years old, you have a natural instinctive uh, capacity to pick up language. Would you say that's how the English nut became nutty about English? Exactly, exactly. You know the the rise of the millennial has changed the way we converse with each other. Yeah, you know, we have the WTF, we have the FTW, we have the damn Gina, the bye Felicia. some things are uh, like you mentioned at the start of this conversation on fleek and other things are tbh extra so with regards to the english of common parlance today which era of english fascinates you the most and uh, and why so you know what i honestly speaking there's no particular era that i'm in love with because i think that uh, beautiful english is spoken and written at any period in time including the present one so if i look at some of my uh, favorite authors for example you know i love some of the indian english authors like vikram seth and amitav ghosh i think that uh, i love authors who use language beautifully you know you talking about language has got me feeling a little punny do you consider yourself a, a pandit <laughs> i don't think i would consider myself a pandit at all <laughs> I find the occasional amazing pun on Reddit or on Instagram. <laughs> so let me let me talk to you about puns. Sure. You know, uh, 
it's hard to explain puns to a kleptomaniac, right? Because they always take things literally. <laughs> By the way, I actually have a master's degree in mathematics. You know, I've I've never studied English as a language at any point in my college career. But anyway, I know that there's a fine line between the numerator and the denominator. <laughs> That's a good one. So let's have a party and you know I would I'll get champagne for my real friends and real pain for my sham friends. So you'd better decide actually whether you're my real friend or my sham friend. I mean I I think that's up up to you to decide whether you would consider me in the real or the fake category. <laughs> Since we're drinking wine at this party, what did the grape say when it got stepped on? Ouch. No, it said nothing, but it it did let out a little wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the past, the present and the future got together. It was tense. <laughs> Sounds like a tense situation. Okay, here's another question. What do you call a super articulate dinosaur? Oh, I know this one. Oh my god, I've forgotten the answer. A thesaurus. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel bad for not bringing my puns to a pun fight. Yeah, that would have been an interesting fight. <laughs> yeah, we could have had I guess, I guess <laughs> not a Mexican standoff, but the punny equivalent of that. Nutty standoff. Yeah. Tell me something. When was the last time someone actually corrected you on your English? Okay. Let me tell you that my subscribers and followers on social media correct me all the time or at least they think they're correcting me. So, there was one video that I did on redundancies and it was all about speaking and writing as concisely as possible so there's a, you know there's a phrase that we use often which is exactly the same but i said don't say exactly the same because exactly and the same mean the same thing so don't say exactly the same just say the same and then like a few sentences later i i used exactly the same and so like the number of people who at 3 minutes and 21 seconds you use this phrase exactly the same so, so that's just one of the thing but it was genuinely a mistake on my part <laughs> mm. and another really funny experience i have to tell you about is in my school now this is back in calcutta i'm in school and one of my teachers says grand prix oh no that said mrs grand prix and she said no child is grand prix <laughs> and i said but ma'am said it's a french word and in french is grand prix so she said maybe it's grand prix in french but in english it's grand prix and i was so frustrated because you know like she was my teacher and beyond a point i couldn't argue with her but yeah. so you can imagine what an annoying child i was the nutty english child <laughs> <laughs> there's another word which a lot of people get wrong and that is the word spelled a w r y all right yes but you know i think out of 10 people nine people say ori yeah yeah another one is epitome epitome i was just thinking that everybody says epitome <laughs> i knew that putter <laughs> <laughs> oh you've been following the english not i can see uh, you might call it an occupational hazard <laughs> right right but i got a stamp of approval from my uh, sardar friends on my uh, you know look and my imitation of the sardar yeah yeah it was well done thank you thank you i was fishing for compliments here <laughs> well uh, sumanto i definitely want to hear what you have to say about the gobion takeaway so i think for the gobion takeaway you've got a limerick to share with us Yes, 
Yes. So, you know, I, I, I noticed that you end many of your podcast episodes by asking uh, your guests to talk about their go beyond philosophy. So, as an English nut, it's only appropriate that I express it in terms of a limerick, which is a, a form of verse which is used to write usually humorous verses. So, this is my go beyond limerick, which I've written exclusively for your podcast, Akshay. Awesome. Okay, so here goes. There was this nutty chap who was rather fond of the English tongue with which he had a bond. He never stopped learning with the midnight oil burning. So he got good at it, but he wanted to go beyond. That's lovely. If you don't like it, too bad. (laughs) (laughs) And for our listeners today, the answer for the riddle that we shared with you at the start of this episode is... Heroin, H-E-R-O-I-N-E, you know, with the E at the end. Like an actress. Yes, exactly. Or, you know, somebody could be a heroine in real life as well, you know. Perhaps, perhaps, yes. I mean, after all, life is a great play. (laughs) All right, Shamanto, thank you for uh, a truly enjoyable tete-a-tete, if I've got that down correctly. Uh, You're using French. And when you want to sound sophisticated in English, you use French phrases. Very good, actually. (laughs) But no, I really enjoyed this conversation. So thank you for taking the time to be here. It's really been my pleasure, Akshay. It's always great to have uh, another English nut to talk to. And I realized through this interview that you are quite the English nut. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to and follow the Go Beyond podcast on www.sonypicturesnetworks.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a host of other platforms. Don't forget to rate and review us too. Your feedback is very important to us. I've been your host, Akshay Kapoor, and I look forward to having you join us on the next journey into the beyond.